everyone and welcome or welcome back to the Talk of Fame podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying the fall weather this October month, but it's probably warm where you are, Andrea, in Australia. But, <laughs> but on today's episode, you might be thinking, who's the guest? Like, who who she is? What are we talking about? But I got you covered on this one. On today's episode, we have Andrea Pudding joining us. Andrea is an international speaker, author, and trusted advisor. Through her keynote speeches, books, programs, and podcasts, she guides businesses to comment on authentic influence by collaborating to grow prosperity that changes the world. While the cause is serving humanity and the environment, the effect is kind of developing leaders and visionary teams to strengthen to strengthen businesses, grow community within the workplace, and inspire consumers consumers who want to support businesses they care. After studying homeopathy and neuropathy, Andrea started her business at an early adopter of the online world. When she sold the business, she entered the workforce as an employee, and now she discovered a rural world basically healing in a different way. Her deep inspiration led her to Social Mission Revolution, which uh, is her podcast, like similar to her podcast since 2019. She has been championing causes of passionate people making a difference in the world through a podcast, Social Mission social Revolution. The podcast highlights inspirational people and businesses who have authentic influence on the world through Social Mission. Uh, Drea's um, work is absolutely amazing, and I think everyone that is listening to this episode it's going to take in so many things from Andrea. I know, Andrea, you might be thinking like that super long intro, and I agree with that one. But <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Talk of Fame. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm, like I said, it's it's warming here to, in Australia, so I'm feeling bright and sunny with the weather. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd rather take Australia weather than the kind of fall cold weather here in Pennsylvania. So I'd rather take that. But First of all, like how, like you add three to four books that you publish, like you, three of them were self-published. Like how did you kind of manage to self-publish three out of four books? Well, that was a good question that I had because I actually did them all at this pretty much at the same time. I suddenly found myself with three books to publish and that was you know, just after around COVID time when we we were locked in, we were the most locked in city in the world. So it was, everyone was at home. What are we going to do with our life? So anyway, I wrote three books. I thought, well, I can't afford to publish three books at a time. That's just insane. Mm -hmm. So I, instead I invested in getting experts to teach me how to publish. So then I went through the process of learning every step along the way of how to publish books, just thinking I was going to publish my own books. And then people started asking me to help them publish their books. So that's be kind of become a a little bit of a diva for me in, in life, but that's something that gives me the opportunity to help other people to make the difference that they want to make in the world. That's awesome. Like, how long was the process to kind of publish the books all by yourself? Like, was it a couple of days, weeks thing, or did it kind of take like a day to kind of publish and get everything together to publish? Well, it takes, hmm. when I publish a book, I usually do it within about six weeks. 
the reason it, you can just go, okay, let's just publish this book and make it happen really quickly. But to do it right, to get, by the time you get the cover designed and get the book and format the book into the correct way to make it really look and feel like you, that takes a, quite a bit of work. And then it's formatting for eBooks as well. And then finding the the right categories to enter the books into so you can become a bestseller. So there's a whole lot of work involved in that. So yes, you can quickly get a book published, but to get a book published so that it really is primed to make that difference, you've got to put in a bit of bit more work. Mm, definitely. Like if it's, I feel like when you're a self publisher, like it kind of takes like more out of you than if you had an actual publisher. Absolutely. There is more involved. Well, actually, when I say that, I'm going to go back a bit there because one of my authors, she had the offer to go with a with a publisher and she looked at it and was kind of humming and hawing which way she would go. And in the end, she decided not to go with a publishing company because they wanted her to change a lot of her book they wanted there was a lot of work that they wanted her to do in in rewriting and restructuring what she had done but then once you do publish with a with a publisher you lose a bit of the uh the copyright of your own material which mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't like that idea mm-hmm. And while it's published by a big publisher and it gives them an opportunity to go into some places where a self-publisher can't go, you still have to put in that work. You still have to put in the work of marketing your own book. And that's an expectation. You sign an agreement that you're going to be doing that with Mm. big publisher. So whether it's more work or not, I don't know. Um, But a lot of the the stuff with formatting and and getting it into the right places and getting it becoming a bestseller there's a lot of information there there's a lot of detail you need to go through and learn if you're going to do it yourself and so that's why kind of the people like me who support support authors in doing that so that they can focus more on getting themselves known as an author rather than getting bogged down in well how do I do this how do I do that which is something that they may never use again they just want to get their book out and focus Mm -hmm. on this is who I am so I encourage them to get out and tell the world who they are while I arrange all the other stuff for them Mm -hmm. that is seriously one of the most important things is that even if you're a self-published author or someone is publishing a book for you the most important thing is they the book is kind of showing you know, their personality, but also promoting it with the media. I know with most contracts, like you said, have to promote it with the media to make it a bestseller, like you said, and to kind of get people reading a book, whether it's like a local news station or a big news station, like either way, or even posting on social media, because with social media, it's a huge factor in promoting. But then it's in some type of contracts, it kind of comes to terms of, what how much media do you want do you need coverage for this book or how much 
things you need to promote for this book. Like I know with every contract and publishing, it's very much different from everyone else's. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I haven't looked at looked at many of the contracts, but I understand that what each one of them would would require from you is completely different. And so either way, whichever way you go, you're going to have to put in some hard work to get the book known. And so you want the best kind of setup as you can possibly have to get it from one place to the other, to have that support, to help you to work through it and find, to get it, to get it set up, like getting it as a bestseller is, is the number one. If you get it Amazon bestseller, then that starts to open doors for you. That that's kind of, it's a little key in getting, being able to go to, so that when you do go to the media, when you do do your social media, you can say, I'm a bestseller. And that just kind of, oh, yeah, that must be good. goes crazy with people. You're like, you're a bestseller. I'm also buying a book set for a national bestseller. You know, it just like throws like kind of people like, oh, I should actually buy their books if they're a bestseller to their name. Like it kind of brings a lot of attention. Yeah, it just adds that up credibility gives you authority as the expert in your field and so that when you do go for things like speaking gigs you can just go I'm a bestseller and I go oh well that puts you ahead of that person (laughs) oh yeah but like why are kind of like your books about like I know it's a bunch of like improvement books like kind of from your personal journeys and everything like why are kind of they about if people are wondering my books, my books, um, two of my books are, are the ones that I really promote and want to share with the world. It's Compassionate Prosperity, When Success is Not Enough, and Compassionate Purpose, Discovering a Life of Fulfillment. So one of them is directed towards business and the other is directed towards individuals, but they have the same theme, which comes from well, my life experience, my podcast, and talks all about social mission. So for businesses, getting businesses involved in social mission, how they can make that difference beyond just profit and what benefits it has for them and a process that they can go through to help them define where they belong with social mission and how they can make the most out of that. So then compassionate purpose is is targeted more towards an individual so what is it that makes your heart sing and how it how that's going to make a difference to your life because when we're involved in so I'm when I say social mission I could be talking about altruism on any level whether it's starting your own social mission your charity your foundation or whether it's volunteering So we can look at that and go, well, what difference does that make in our lives? It makes us happier, healthier, greater social connections, and we live longer because Mm -hmm. these, these are discovered through, through research. This is what they're finding. And altruism is actually activates all the same brain responses as sex. So it's really good for us physiologically as well as, mentally it it helps us with depression it helps all sorts of things feel good be healthier so I kind of look at it I address it on that way 
but it and there's that underlying design in it, desire in each and every one of us to make a difference and feel like we have lived a life that's been worthwhile. So that's what I focus on this book on. I give examples from my podcast and I even guide them through how they can find that perfect volunteer gig in their life. And one of the things that I love that I've focused on in this book is the fact that no matter who you are, no matter what circumstances you are in, you can make a difference. So it can be quite simple. So I give a lot of really simple examples of ways people can reach out and feel like they're making a difference. And I think if I if you read the book, you would some for some people they would go, Oh, I already do that. So it's kind of affirming for them that what they are doing may be all that they need to do at this point. It might be the only thing that they can manage, and that's great. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate the way that we can and do make a difference in the world. Oh my gosh, I seriously love what you just said because I know what you said with your book, like some people might see things that they might read in your book and think like, oh my gosh, I do that like every single day. And like people sometimes often realize they're making a difference in this specific thing until they see something or hear something or like your book that they're like, oh, I'm already doing this every single day. Like this is something I do. But no matter like under what circumstances you're in, whether it's like family, um, personally, mental health wise, or whatever situation you're in, every situation is different from what they are. And even if it's personally, you are basically helping others in their personal journey and making a difference not only in your life, because you're you're your biggest critic. Like the only person that can judge you is yourself. So mm-hmm. really, it's just yourself that can really push us, inspire yourself because you're the one that's making a difference is yourself. So you're the one that controls everything. So whoever you are inspiring, whether it's like your neighbors, podcasts, or um, going outside and be like, hi, how you doing? Like, nice to meet you. <laughs> like to people that you don't know, it can be so small, but it can be so impactful. That's right. So one of the examples that I that I used when I, I got to the end of the book and I had a conversation with my mother and and so she's 86 and she makes an effort to be kind to people and to sit and listen to them and have a conversation with them and and I go well that's what that's what it's all about seeing that that's that's what she can do at this point of her life so that's what she's doing and that gives her purpose in her in her life she's in an aged care home and she will look around and see that somebody needs needs someone to talk to today they're feeling a bit lonely and she will go and talk to them oh that's so sweet I love that um like how does um like your books kind of help us in our day-to-day lives I feel that they give us the just that thing just that thing of I can make a difference and I think in our everyday life we need to be aware that we are doing that mm-hmm. because without it we kind of slip into the into the everyday and and life can get depressing I was giving a talk on on Sunday and afterwards a lady came up to me and told me the story of her story of 
she said, volunteering saved me. I couldn't look after myself. I couldn't do anything myself. She was really on a downward spiral. But when she started helping other people, that made a difference to her. That turned her life around. So I think it it's kind of this balancing act in our life that when we, I know we've always got to look after ourselves. And so that's why I kind of look at this in this in this way and give people up when we do look after other people it it helps us to look after ourselves and we've got to find that balance but recognizing that we are someone of value we do give we do give other people value in our life we just knowing that we are valuable and that we can make a difference and that we are worthy of a space on this planet makes a difference in our everyday life mm-hmm. that's that's so true because like when we do something like volunteering it can be so impactful to other people that you may not know like even for me like when I volunteer in my community like I get so much happiness like whenever I'm on a downfall like I'm just miserable I'm so upset like I'm just dealing with so many emotions like and when that day I'm volunteering, I'm just in my own space where I'm just like I'm helping people. Like that, I don't know. It might not mean a lot to me personally, but it might mean a lot to the person I'm serving. Like it might mean a lot to the person I had a conversation with or who I'm helping that day. Because like when I'm helping people, it means like it just means the world to me in a way. Because like because some people might not have the opportunity to help and serve people the way I do you know so this makes me so grateful to have the opportunity to really just help people and just feel that happiness towards helping people people in the community and bring people together for something that's like that's something that I really connected with with what you're saying is that like even if something so small like volunteering it can bring out so much happiness and smiles and laughter into a person yes in helping others you help yourself mm-hmm. yeah and yeah like how did you kind of get into writing in the first place like, I know like what you said earlier like you kind of got into a pandemic but what kind of kind of inspired you to get into it oh well I started writing I never knew that I was a writer and even through high school and whatever, I never thought that I'd be right. I, I remember sitting in class once and we were supposed to write an essay and I just sat there the whole class and wrote nothing. So I never knew that I could write. I started writing when I had my first website back last century in the dinosaur era of the internet. And I would write articles and things for for that website. And I... Then had, I wrote a couple of articles that were published in printed magazines at that time, as well as various places all over the internet. So I didn't really sit down to write a book until oh, five or six years ago I wrote my first book, and that was because I was working with somebody else and we were talking about what we could do and how we could create something and so from that, I just sat down and, and wrote this, wrote a book. And after that, it was like, well, I can write a book. And 
let's just keep doing this. And I've got a message to share. And as a speaker, it's a really good thing to to also have a book to put your message down and and to be able to share it in that way because it does give that extra credibility as a speaker if you've written a book. So with that in mind, I always had planned to write a book and then I eventually kind of because I'd been doing the podcast and I'd done all the research into into what the podcast was about, social into social missions and benefits of it and so it just kind of progressed from there that, yes, I was going to to stop and write. And the fourth book, the other book that I've written, Moment of Infinity, is is just my writings that I was doing, my spiritual writings that I was doing during COVID. And I really have another couple of books of that type to, to print when I get around to publishing them. Ooh, it's crazy to think, like, that you – like unexpected turns around from when you're on younger to when you get older because like even though like was to say like I might want didn't expect to be a podcaster when I was young like I was the shyest girl you ever meet in your life I swear mm-hmm. but it's like you, it's someone I was young I was like I'm never gonna be a journalist I can barely talk to other people how's that possible but then you get older, like, oh, hey, well, I'm a podcaster now. Like, these, like, things just really turn to an unexpected turn as you get older, and your minds just really shift to a different perspective. And your interest changes to where you want to start the thing you, you didn't want to do when you're young. Yes, it's very different to to where you think you'll end up with <laughs> when you're young. When you're trying to decide on that career the rest of your life when you're in high school you really have no idea do you mm-hmm. you don't know yeah. where the world's going to take you yeah you have no idea like I'm I'm a junior in high school right now I basically still have no idea what to do like I mean I have an idea but I'm just like I have to put my life in my hands for the rest of my life and these next two years like how is that even possible like it just it's so hard to kind of figure out what you want to do with your life as soon as possible yeah so I think the lesson what I would always say to somebody is that where you are now you're not not necessarily going to be choosing for the rest of your life what do you want to do now? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel guided to go right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, though, and your mind and interest might change in like 20 years. So yeah, you know, and you know that that's okay. Change. So it's okay if you, if you don't decide you don't like it for some reason. Like I studied, spent four and a half years studying naturopathy and homeopathy and I love it. But when it came to sitting down and practicing it, <laughs> that was another story. I just, it just wasn't fitting for me. So it just kind of evolved into where I am now. So who knows where the world's going to take you? Oh, yeah. It's it's honestly very scary to think where your life is going to take me in five years. It's very scary, to be honest. Like where I am now and it's myself in five years, it's very honestly surreal to think about. Like where am I going to be in five years, ten years, you know? Yeah. And I think these days you're not expected to have a a 50-year career doing one thing. It's, mm-hmm. Life has ch- turned around and you don't have to decide when you're, 
17, 18, that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You can go, this is what I'm doing right now. Five years time, I might do something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how does your podcast, Social Mission, Mission Revolution, highlight voices all around the world? On the podcast, I talk to people who are doing social missions. So they are involved in in a charity, a foundation, or they're a business that have taken on a social mission. So besides the fact that they have a business and they're doing whatever they're doing, they in some way make a benefit to the community in what they're doing. So, and that comes through a whole lot of different avenues. Some of them do things like every product or service that they have, then a portion of that will go to charity. Others whole will go out and volunteer together to to do some kind of good in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's just a whole lot of different things that, that are there. Some of them have are set up as social um <clears throat> as social causes so that they will social enterprises so that everything that they do comes back as being good for the community so that they will choose to use only businesses and and supplies that are ethical and to support the community, to support the growing community in certain areas such as um, developing countries and and whatever with that. So there's a whole lot of different things. And then we have beautiful people who have started all sorts of different kind of charities and mm-hmm. foundations that are really making a massive difference in the world. One of my favorite, one of my favorite people is a lady in in Melbourne who collects books that are so gently loved children's books from from the community and and passes those on to children who are living in poverty or low income families because she wants them to have books in their homes she wants because having a book having books in the homes makes a difference to the child's ability to learn in the future so Mm. she feels that if she makes sure that they've got books she's changing the country by making sure that every child is ready to go to school. That is such a great idea. Like, I know for me, like, I love reading. And every time I put a book down or finish reading, I literally learn so much. Even if it's like a memoir or nonfiction or there's a regular learning book about nutrition or something, like, you just learn every time you read. And this, like, reading is just so important to learn outside of school or outside of college or it is willing to learn like you can learn so much through your time with reading no matter if it's a different generally like nonfiction, memoir biography whatever it is you learn so much yeah so she just sees that if kids go to school without being able to read without having books in their life they don't necessarily know to read when they go but they've had that love of books then they are they're just ready to start learning school and there's a real correlation between kids who don't have books as prime in preschools 
and those who end up in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a horrible connection. Yeah. But that's one that she discovered and she goes, I've got to do something about this. I'm going to change change the country. Ooh, that's terrific. I'm so like it's so happy like she realized that because not a lot of people realize how much people can really develop through really reading books. Because even yeah. if you're young, you you can see things through your lens of your eyes that when reading a book that can really change what you want to do and how you want to act. Yeah, and it opens your imagination and their knowledge of the world. It's just just an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And like, what are kind of like the benefits of embracing social mission in business and life? In business, it makes a big difference to the way people feel when they go to work. So if you're... Uh, if people are going to work and they're just going, they're just going through the routine of going to work, it kind of, they're not going to be so engaged. But if they go to work and just, and what they are doing is making a difference in some other way, then it lifts them. So they're going to work and they, whenever they put in the time, then a certain, it gives the, the business the ability to help someone in the community then they feel better about who they are and what's going on and they're more engaged in what they do because they want that to happen. So it helps with productivity in a business. People are more innovative because they want to work at it, they want to make things happen, and that creates more profitability. The community want to support businesses that are making a difference, that Mm. are supporting the community. We do that. We will spend a little bit extra to support a company that is doing has a social mission that one than one that doesn't. So that's a major factor for businesses to consider. But also the um so just in that general way of how people feel about themselves, how they work how they feel when they go home at night makes a big difference. They go home and they they say to their families, oh, our business is doing this. Children learn that work isn't about money. It's about making a difference, which I think mm-hmm. is more valuable than anything else in the world that I can possibly think of. So there's so many benefits in that as well as the benefits for the individual, as we talked about earlier, of just happier, healthier in life yeah. yeah like yeah I know like a lot of people people think like oh I just want to go to work to make some money like I just want to get my paycheck like once I get my paycheck I'm the happiest kid on earth like that's what a lot of people think but when you're going to work like the biggest thing you have on yourself is really making people happy and make a difference no matter if you're a box office attendant or a cashier or um, you're putting food and drinks out like even if it's something that might not be as fun as other jobs you can still make a difference in other people's lives and still make it as fun you can just go up to someone big oh I love your I love your shirt like they say something like no matter how big your job is it can be helping other people it's not all about making a paycheck well that's still kind of important too though don't get me wrong but it's like it, the most important thing is making an impact on other lives when you're working not only for yourself yeah it's a really important part of life that we just without it we just don't feel 
that's good mm-hmm. I know feel good yeah you're exactly right but that is seriously the perfect way to end off this episode I hope everyone um enjoyed listening to this episode I learned so much from Dre I hope everyone did as well I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the day whatever you are and thank you Andrea for coming on to get a time to chat with us today and I appreciate you dedicating your time and everything to come on the podcast and chatting it, it means so much and I hope you have a great rest of your day enjoying the warm weather in Australia I'm super jealous <laughs> thank you it's been a real pleasure talking to you Carly thank you you as well hope you have a great rest of your day Andrea Bye.